0: Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another special episode here on the Arsenio Buck Show. Here we go on Saturday. I was actually commuting from one place to another. And then, of course, Pat Flynn. And Pat Flynn, if you guys don't know him, he was first featured uh, in Gary V's book, Crushing It. Then I started watching his videos. And I'm like, dude, these videos on YouTube are really fire. But then I realized he had a podcast. And so the last time I listened to a podcast, it was a lady talking about evergreen, Evergreen something. But it made so much sense, and there's so much value I get out of his podcast. And I'm like, dude, this is insane. So, I, you know, I was scrolling down probably just a few episodes, and he uploaded one. And it was talking about being small. So I said, okay, let me give this a listen. So I'm in the back of a taxi, and I'm like, okay, so here we go. How am I going to – let me just listen to this. And actually, you know, there were just bombs after bombs after bombs that began happening. And I'm like, oh my god, I need my notebook. And then I said, you know what, no, let me just go home and let me write a, a a blog on it, of course give him his props for it, and then give my examples from my life in terms of how I do it. So guys, here we go. This is the Pat Flynn podcast that ultimately ended up changing the way I think about my business and the way I'm actually doing things with so many different things. Uh... You know, in terms of my English podcast. Now, not my personal development, but my English podcast. So first, guys, first things first. You need to find your niche, okay? That's your number one. Find your specialty, okay? So it's kind of like this. If you go to a shoe store and you go to a shoe store uh, at Coach, do they specialize in running shoes? No. If you go to a shoe store that uh, specializes in just about everything except running shoes, so you can buy basketball shoes there, this, that, Are you going to buy shoes from there? No. Are you going to buy shoes from someone who is a non-native English speaker? Of course not. You need to know exactly what kind of shoes you need, and you need to go to someone who can provide you with the information that is suitable for, you know, in terms of what shoe you're trying to get, right? It's kind of like this. If you go to a dentist, right, and... You have a horizontal impaction, okay? Now, I used to be a dental assistant. You guys are like, what the fuck is that? Well, guess what? A horizontal impaction is basically when your tooth is going up. Let's say your third molar, your wisdom tooth. The three molars that you have in your mouth, most people get the third one taken out, not me, because it's perfectly aligned. But some people get the unfortunate stick, and that unfortunate stick revolves around, uh, let's just say your tooth, that third molar is going up against the back of your second molar but it's underneath the gums okay because it's underneath the gums the majority of general dentists cannot remove it so if a general dentist out there in America knows that he's a general dentist he's like you know what this is too difficult i'm going to refer you to another dental office and this specific dentist specializes in or you know oral and maxillofacial surgery So he's able to cut a flap and get that tooth out with no problem. If the general dentist does it, it's going to turn into a massive blood fest. Now, I've worked with dentists and very greedy-ass dentists out there in America, Las Vegas, that thought they could take those types of teeth out, and then they couldn't. So then we would say, hey, you know what? We got another guy. This guy can actually – you know, take these teeth out, and I remember we put a three hour block to get four wisdom teeth out of this uh patient. Of course, he was under sedation, and this guy went Boop, bump, bump, bump. five minute extraction done Vietnamese dentist beast versus the Korean dentist that was going after pure money and getting angry when he couldn't take out the goddamn tooth. you understand what I'm saying? So guys, you understand now, all right, that is what the niche is: finding your specialty. So if we want to get dive deeper into this, if we look into the realm of personal development, Pat Flynn was talking about, hey, can you become the next Tony Robbins? Probably not. Okay, a lot of people are going to go after Tony Robbins in terms of changing their life. However, I beg to differ. I believe that Tony Robbins, yes, when you pay $5,000 to go to his date with Destiny, yeah, yeah, you might be able to speak to him, but you're also going to be able to speak with this team, too, and with this team... Are they another Tony Robbins? Did you pay $5,000 for his team or $5,000 for him? You see what I mean? So is Tony Robbins one of those people that goes on his Instagram and comments and replies to a lot of his fans or to some of his fans? No, he doesn't do that. If we look at other people, these actresses and stuff that have the most Instagrammers, of course, uh, in all of the Instagram world, they don't even allow comments on their photos anymore. Now, that's completely besides the point. The point is, is that you will never be able to talk to Tony Robbins personally. Yes, there are some things that he puts more you know, into a deeper perspective, but there are a lot of life coaches, personal development coaches out there. So one of my uh, students, she was like, you know, a lot of, of these life coaches, uh, you know, they build up their brand so they could actually – so people could buy their expensive courses, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, okay, touche. But you know, at the same time, this isn't what this guy was saying. She's like, oh, well, there was one here in Thailand, yada, yada, yada. So you understand. It's all about – if you want to be a personal development coach, kind of like what I'm doing with this podcast, right? A lot of you guys are like, hey, I like your podcast. I like your energy. I like what you say. I like this. I like that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Do I consider myself a personal development coach, a mentor, all that stuff? To a certain extent, yes but there is a different niche there are specific areas that I'm more powerful in than others kind of like e-commerce right now personal development is much di- uh, different than marketing and you know all that other stuff that we I've brought other people on here to to talk about because I'm not very well educated in the whole e-commerce realm and you know doing drop cards and this and that so that's why I bring on other people so that's why it's so important so it's kind of like this with motivational mentors my other podcast of course uh, that I do it's a joint podcast I do with Luke Burroughs. Um it is one of those that we bring on a different uh, a different person to talk about a different topic every week, okay? So last week we had someone talk about definite chief aim. So he's a definite chief aim coach. So people who are trying to find their life purpose or not trying to find their life purpose but they're trying to live it out of themselves and they're trying to find it within them he talks about and specializes in that. So that's talking about finding a sub-niche area of what you're trying to become the best in, kind of like a meditation, right? Some people are like, hey, you know, I'm a shocker. girl. Hey, I'm like a hypnosis. I'm this, I'm that. There are different areas now. A lot of you would say, hey, well, you know, that would take away a lot of my clients and this and that. I completely understand. But at the same time, It's better to come in late because there's no way that we can create a map of things that don't exist, which is something that, of course, Pat Flynn talked about in his podcast. Because we're coming in late, it's the best, right? I think – what was I thinking about yesterday? Was it – oh, that's it. I actually wrote it down. But was it better to come into the realm of personal development in the 1980s versus 2015? It's kind of like this. With my ESL podcast, which I want to talk about right now – was it better to come out with all of those videos back in 2013? Check this out. With my ESL podcast, there's another ESL podcast out there I think called ESL Pod. Now, he's been doing podcasts since probably 2012, 2013. A lot of you are like, "Oh, well, he, you know, he came in, so it's very difficult to come in now. I'm not going to do it. Bullshit. Because guess what? Are you going to listen to podcasts that he made six years ago versus a podcast that was made a week ago on the same topic? Let me know. It's kind of like this, Tony Robbins. Yes, I like to listen to some of his older videos, but am I going to listen am I going to listen to some of his podcasts where he features people that just literally talk 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 on his podcast, hell no, versus someone that actually has that personal rawness to them and you have a personal relationship. That's my next topic. Guys, coming in late is actually an advantage. It's kind of like this. Some people say, "Oh, I don't want to do the fashion business because Kate Spade, who actually committed suicide recently, uh, she owns the whole industry. Gucci Prada. I'm never going to be able to have a Gucci or Prada. You're not, listen, your goal is not to become the, your goal is to build your own legacy. Let me give you an example. There's a girl that I ju- was just introduced to. Her name's Vatanika. Now, Vatanika has a ridiculously, uh, she is Thai, Thai born, but she studied and did her master's out there in England. She created her own brand and now it has made over a billion. Bot just like that, and she 's like twenty six or twenty seven years old right now, so guys, no excuses it 's all about finding that niche market now, if you actually look at vatanikas like you know the different things that she makes it 's completely outrageous, but people love it, and people love her services, and people admire the fact that she has such a wonderful British accent. See what I mean, so guys, here we go we got four columns right we 're going to talk about p p p p p, p four p s This is what pot Flynn talked about. Now, these four P's, places, okay, you need to figure out where your target market is. Now, it's kind of like this. I'm going to be creating an ad this morning to try to reach out to, of course, some of the people who are following me. Now, if I look at my YouTube, the majority of my listeners, of course, USA and Indonesia. Now, YouTube has made some changes. I'm no longer able to see any more analytics to whereas you know, who and what's listening to me which is pure garbage. So YouTube is actually going out the window right now. I do think within the next 10 years, something else will emerge because YouTube is falling apart. They're taking away key features that we need in terms of analytics. But regardless, I have my podcast too. And on Buzzsprout, I'm able to look up who is listening to me. So my countries are Vietnam, Indonesia, Brazil, Mexico, Chile, France, Israel, Japan, Taiwan, Ireland, and Turkey. Now, of course, there are other ones that I'm not sure about, but they're at the very bottom of the list, and they only show me the top 10. So there it is. So now I know where my attention is at the moment, okay, what my target markets are, you know, what age groups am I targeting. So in terms of, you know, having my IELTS and all these test prep courses, that's probably ages 14 to about 22. So example, when I create my Facebook ad today and I put IELTS or TOEIC on there, what, my, what is my age group, age group going to be? It's going to be between 14 and 22. Why? People at the age of 14, they start preparing for the IELTS. When they get to 18 and then they go into 22, there it is. They might end up studying their master's degree abroad. They still need to take that IELTS. So – Figuring out what your target market is. Now, of course, you can do this on Instagram too. This is going into people, the influencers, or the, you know, the trust audience. So, if you look at some of my competitors, like Rachel English, like I just mentioned, uh, mentioned it to you, she was on I think 2012, 2013. She came on at a very, very late date. So, if you look at some of her podcasts. Some, no No, she doesn't even have a podcast. She doesn't even have an Instagram. There are like, what is it, like eight fake Instagrams on there. So with her YouTube, a lot of her videos come six years ago. Yeah, they have a million views, but that's just not good enough for me. I need something that's repetitive. I need things that are coming over and over and over because if it doesn't, You can't really build a personal relationship with someone that made a video six years ago. No disrespect to her or anyone that has been making videos for the last 10 years on YouTube. But I'm not going to go back and watch something that was there, what, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14. I want something more recent. That's why I'm winning the game right now. So if I look at some of the Instagrammers on there and if I actually hashtag some things and I look at what people are putting out, I'm honestly way ahead of the game. Because if I look at the top, uh, what is it, English grammar hashtag on Instagram, right now I'm looking at it, and I look at the first video, which is on top, it's a girl talking about bitch. Literally, the word bitch and what it is, and she even – yeah, uh, you know what? It's a controversial topic. I would not like to create my brand with that. It's kind of like what Pat Flynn just talked about in terms of saying the word fuck on the front side of your book. You see what I mean? It's a controversial thing. That's not what I'm going to build my thing on. Now, of course, you have all these beautiful templates. Modal verbs, will and would. Okay, don't say, say. Okay, other ways, I think. Yeah, that's cool. I see a couple of videos. Mistakes that even native speakers make. Affect and effect. Yeah, that's a good one. Long story short, that's an idiom. Uh, that's very, very easy to make. Didn't shave. Haven't shaved. Got it. Okay. Uh, man, if I look at some of these, a lot of them, are just prepositions and just templates, which is fantastic. But guess what? We're in the digital world now. You got to be able to put things into writing, audio, and video. There aren't that many good podcasts that are making consistent lessons on a consistent basis like mine. And this is why I'm winning so much. I keep going down. Okay, you got body parts. Okay, you got a guy talking about affordable. Okay, accept and accept British English. Five ways five ways to use in. I made that in a podcast form. Uh, dive, trip, slip, bend, squat, sit. Yeah, that's basic vocab words. Man, guys, I'm way ahead of this. So this is why I'm so excited because I know I'm on the right track. Look at that audience. So you know what? When it comes down to audience, uh, audiences, You have to look at what's being underserved. Now, of course, position in the space. So right now, no one is creating courses. No one's creating podcasts six days a week on a consistent basis like me. No one's writing blogs along with that. No one's putting transcripts up. Rachel English, who's probably the number one on YouTube, is not on my level. And a lot of you are like, well, yeah, I just entered the game right now, but I'm targeting a specific niche market. I want to have seasons that people could go on. Season one, two, three, four, five, going to business English, academic writing. This, that, these are all my markets. These are the sub the sub markets that I'm going into. This is what I thought about before even listening to, of course, Pat Flynn's podcast. And this is why I've. Uh, this is why it's going up ridiculously right now because I know exactly what the hell I'm doing. So, guys, even if we look at some of the products that people are putting out, there was another one, IELTS, which is actually made by the British Council. This is a story that Pat Flynn put into his podcast, right? And so Pat Flynn was like, okay, I created this little education course. Okay, He was making probably about ten to 50000 a month. Then the creator of that course ended up creating a course, and he was scared. He's like, I'm done. So it's kind of like me, IELTS. People right now, they want to go after a more reputable company. So British Council, they're the ones that actually created it. Cambridge, all that, Oxford, you're going to want to learn or a lot of people will want to learn with something that's more reputable, right? That's what happened with, of course, Pat Flynn. He's like, dude, I'm done. But you know what? That month, that specific company came out with that specific course. He had his best month ever. Why? He asked all he got, the feedback. He was like, why did you guys end up buying my course when you could buy that course? They were like, we have a personal bond with you. And guys, that's what means everything in the world. See, that's when I get those comments from the Chileans, when I get comments from Thais and Japanese and stuff like that. Guys, it's a personal bond. So what I mean by this is interacting with your goddamn audience, which I talked about, of course, on YouTube, Gary Vee, and all those other things. If you get two comments on YouTube, you respond to them. If you get comments on Instagram, you respond immediately. If you get comments on Twitter, you respond immediately. You're not getting 500, 1,000, 3,000, 8,000 emails a day. If you get that many, you're going to have to probably hire someone to go through your emails and say, Hey, I found this one. Hey, I found this one. Hey, this one's saying thank you. Should I send a thank you? Should I do this? Should I do that? Yes, you could get someone to do that. But you know what? If you're only getting one or two emails a day, if that, you better start responding to comments, and this is why so many people are losing. And this is why so many people are attracting to them like the bottom feeders. So if we look at actors, actresses, and stuff like that, do they respond to anything? No. This is why I appreciate Gary V so much. Does Rihanna talk to her fans? No. Does Stephen Curry talk to his fans? No. Does LeBron James talk to you know to any of his fans? No. Then why am I gonna follow them? Boom, done. What are you doing for me? Nothing done. See what I mean? You got to create that emotional and that connection with your audience. Because once you do and people know, hey, man, I can email this guy any day. Remember, guys, I just had a girl. um, She wants to be a teacher. She was learning in Bali, Indonesia. She found me uh, on Facebook somehow. And then she's like, hello, oh, my God, you're a teacher. Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Can you do this? And that ended up turning into a gig for me. So I was like, okay. So how much, you know, uh, could you, you know? And I said, okay, can you pay this amount and this and that? And that ended up turning into a business. So then I had my content writer write up a price list, and I put that price list, of course, on my website. So guys, just like that, things change. Create that bond. If someone sends you a message, if you're not getting anything over fifty messages a day, or twenty comments a day, you need to respond. If you're putting out nasty. The videos, whereas you're putting your body half naked and stuff, you're going to get comments such as, ooh, you're sexy. Don't respond to that. You created that image. You created that brand. You decided to go half naked on an Instagram photo. So now you've destroyed your brand. Your online persona is about you showing your half naked body. And with showing your half naked body, that's all you're going to attract to you are horny men. Got it? Woo, that was good. (laughs) So guys, those are the four Ps, the places, the people, The products, now me, yeah, there are a lot of different IELTS courses and TOEIC courses out there, but what about all the Vietnamese and all the people who have been following my videos for so long? What about the video that has 10,000 views on YouTube right now? Never thought I would get 10,000 views on this specific video, but I did. And you know what? Since I did, I'm like, oh my god. These people really mean so much to me. So I continue to comment and say, guys, thank you so much. Make sure you're following this. Make sure you're doing this and that. Because guess what? That's what it's all about. When people comment, they just don't know. They they can't believe it. You know, there was one guy that commented on my my Hong Kong vlog, an Indonesian vlog. He said, "Oh, you're so funny, this and that. You need to make more vlogs." And I said, "Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much." He didn't respond. Why? Because he didn't think I was gonna write a paragraph back to him. He's like, "Oh shit, you wrote a paragraph back to me? I can't believe it." Well, yeah, we're all human beings. And you know what? If I start making a million or anything, that's not gonna that that doesn't change the fact who I am right now. I don't give a damn about the money i care about connection and this is why gary v and this is why i appreciate that man so much because he is the greatest because he actually takes his time to go you know to talk about different things respond to emails tweets instagram messages and even put the videos up of people saying thank you so much you made me not commit suicide so guys those are your four p's those are the advantages okay better connection you know, is your place, are, is your specific area, is it being underserved? Right? So podcasts weren't as big five years ago as they are today. So I made a podcast in 2018. And my podcast, does it have a million right now like other ESL podcasts do? You no. Know, but the thing is, they started theirs in what, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14? People didn't know what podcasts were now or back then. Podcast, in the next two years, voice is going to be unbelievably and enormously massive. So if you don't have a podcast for whatever you're talking about, like dog training, I'm going to call you a spoof. You're lying, right? It's kind of like all those fake Lamborghini guys that you see on Instagram that I talk about so much. Do you have a podcast in terms of doing that? Oh, no. Do you have a video? No. Then what the hell are you doing? Do you respond to your fans? No. Do you respond to anyone that says thank you? No. You're finished. You don't exist. You're not real. All these women who post these videos and, yeah, I got 7,000 followers. Look at my body, this, that. They have no links in their bio. It's a fake profile. They bought those followers. All the comments are just horny men talking about, hey, send, uh, I send you a message or a picture. Guys, come on. Come on. For In order for you to succeed in whatever niche target, in whatever niche market you're going after, you need written, audio, and video. If you look at what I'm doing, yes, I'm starting to do consistent two-day – I'm doing two videos a day. Hell, right after this podcast, I'm going to create 14 videos, which is like 14 minutes long in terms of my videos for the next week. I got two YouTube videos that I need to make tomorrow afternoon. See, man, I'm on fire. And on top of that, man, I'm pushing all my ebook stuff and everything. So, guys, please understand me. Understand this, that in order for you to become – a success, and go after these niche markets, you're going to have to think of all of these things. This blog is available at TheArsenioBuckShow.com, which is in the link. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this long one. It's a juicy one, so enjoy it, listen to it, write about it, speak about it, share it, you name it. Thank you so much, as always. I'm your host, Arsenio, over and out.